Yeah, no, I'm not catfishing. Don't listen to that Dutch retard. <laughs> All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Joining me today, the wonderful Allie Jill from Tennessee. How's it going, Allie? Oh, it's all right. It's going all right. It's a nice day outside, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice being inside. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice day outside when you're you know in quarantine and not allowed to leave your house under yeah. th- under threat of Karen and Bradley. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy the amount of things that I'm seeing people post about other people telling on each other because they're outside. I'm like, this is so freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, f- I found one on the uh, on the Fashy book that uh, it was like a plastic uh, playground set was set on fire because one of the Karens was upset that the neighborhood children were, uh, you know, sliding and swinging on the swings and stuff. And the fire would pr- probably be worse for them than <laughs> laying on the swings. Like, yeah, that's more hazardous. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing like a bunch of HDPE catching on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> high density polyethylene for those of you uninitiated. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's pretty crazy out there. And a lot of times I, uh, I'll sit there and think, I was like, okay, wow, this liberty movement's really taking off because there's so many more of us now than there was like ten minute, ten years ago. And then I see videos of people singing the national anthem and uh, doing the Pledge of Allegiance in their driveway with the other neighborhood kids. And then the uh, oh, that I saw that that video. I think on Twitter or whatever. That was yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then with then like, with the if whole. You don't uh, think that public schools are indoctrination camps? I mean, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> the brainwashing is complete. Yeah, then, working the way it should. Yeah, and then you see stuff like uh, you know setting playgrounds on fire and then uh, calling the cops on people you know walking around or cutting down your neighbor's tree because their uh, guests have out of state plates. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Well, did you see what was it in uh, Rhode Island? I think people were leaving New York to go to Rhode Island. Yeah. And they, they were going after them, like to find them. Yeah. Which we all like know that, that the uh, the rich people in New York they uh, they summer in Connecticut. I mean, why are you looking in Rhode Island? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, and then uh, even down here in Louisiana, uh, I see a lot of people like wearing masks, but it's usually like the dust mask you would wear, if, like if you were ripping out uh, drywall. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not really going to stop anything, but okay. Yeah, I don't really. I've seen a few people at the grocery store wearing like masks and gloves and things like that, but not really like around like in my apartment building or anything. And some people do it, so yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. I was uh, living up in Dallas there for a little while, and um, I just found out from some people that are still up there that they're going to mandate that you wear masks in public even while you're driving in your car. Oh my gosh, that's insane! I think California did something like that too, or at least out, if you're out, you have to wear them. Uh, a man, it's mandatory to wear the masks. So yeah, and uh, you see more of that. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, even uh, our, I guess, our mutual friend uh, Violet Irwin, uh, she has her own uh, podcast uh, down the rabbit hole. 
But uh, she she took to Instagram, had a little story uh, going about saying that she wasn't allowed to go into a shop because she wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, and she was literally told, we don't want your air in here. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, it's going to go there, is it? <laughs> yeah, she was fine. She was like, well, th- that's fine because I don't want to give you my dollars either. So, yeah, uh, that's going to get crazy. crazy. Yeah, and I know I've heard, too, um, that there are several places that have already, like, extended it towards, like, the. I think somebody from Wisconsin was telling me uh, they extended the stay at home till May 26th. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're still at, we're still, they're trying, they want to open in May, but I I don't think that that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, not with it. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes through, like, June. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, and then the uh, the the invisible hand is uh, going to be hard at work because the the economics of all this is crazy stupid. Uh, we're talking about a government mandated shutdown of you know quote mm-hmm. non essential businesses, uh, and nobody has made the determination on what is non essential and what is essential. Um, you know, when I'm seeing things like, well, yeah, I haven't seen really anything like consistent with what they would, you know, uh, consider essential. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, a wrestling event is considered essential. They're not, they're going to p- perform for nobody in the in the uh, arena, but you know, <laughs> it's but they're still essential, so it's still. Well, not go to on. mention it's like you're there's contact there between two people at least. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not really a great idea. Yeah, that's yeah, but I, I hear. It'll be interesting to see because Nashville is a very um, touristy city. Yep. So, and now they're basically like downtown is completely dead. And um, yeah, I don't, it's not going to look pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Music city is a thing because you go down there for Beale street and you walk up one side of Beale street and down the other. And then it's like over, but there is a lot of people doing that same thing. You know, they have to go there to, uh, to get, you know, to feel the vibe and uh, to go see like all the recording studios and barbecue joints and everything mm-hmm. that are now all closed, you know? Yeah. Well, Nashville is very, um, I think, don't know if a lot of people are aware of this. It's like a small city. Yeah. So um, it's very spread out. It, it's much, much more out. Once you get outside of downtown, it's much more suburban, right. but there are like places that people like to see like all over the place. Um all over the city. So I'm sure that's going to take a huge hit because everything's closed. Yeah. So many of the, uh, little bed and breakfasts that are there, those are all going to be closed. Uh, yeah. Every kind of, uh, bar that does uh live performance that that's all done. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy. And my, um, my younger brother who, uh, just literally got over coronavirus. (laughs) Who's, uh, yeah. Who's back at work after his little, uh, four or five day stay in a hospital. Um, you know, he works for the state doing uh, welfare and they've had, I think, I think he wanted to say there was more applications for food stamps this past month than there had been in the previous three years combined. Well, so. it makes sense. I mean, if you look at all the unemployment benefits that were filed for, yeah. I don't even know what the number is now. <laughs> oh. It's millions and millions of people. So it's, you know, forced to stay at home and not, you know, be able to work and feed their families. Yeah. So just try to envision like the entire population of the city of New York are all unemployed right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
and surrounding well, areas because I think it was more over like 15. Come in and... yeah, sorry. Uh, that's okay. There's a talking over each other. It's going to happen. But yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. like the entire New York metropolitan area plus some, you know, <laughs> that's how many people are unemployed right now. Yeah. And it's really creepy to see like the videos of New York being completely dead because it's, there's normally so much foot traffic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Michael Malice had posted one of an intersection that I had been to in the nineties and you, you couldn't see it across the street, you know, because one there's, you know, cars, you know, cabs, trucks everywhere. And just the pedestrian traffic alone, you, you couldn't see the front of the building on the other side. And that, that yeah. was if you, if you stopped, you were going to get run over because New Yorkers don't care if you stop. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like this, the complete street was dead. I, I think I uh, counted less than 10 people just walking and I was like, uh, yeah, that's, that's really bizarre. That's almost like the, uh, the scene out of I am legend, you know, right at the beginning where he's hunting a deer through Manhattan. <laughs> it was like <laughs> nobody there. It was like, oh, this is so Yeah, weird. I mean, there was a video I, on Twitter, I think, where it was like, what was it? Uh, not motorcycles, but what are those called? I guess they're motorcycles. They were, they were just like going, they were on the sidewalks, and, and there was just like a whole pack of them going down a street in New York. And like, you, you would never see that if it wasn't dead there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that many of them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, just, I, I mean, just the pedestrian traffic alone in New York is pretty crazy. And, you know, everyone's walking at mock speed. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, to see it like completely barren like that, you're like, oh, that's, uh, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's not what, what is normally, you know, happening there. Um and the funny thing is, too, is when you see people who are like, oh, yeah, we're getting stimulus checks from the government. It's like, yeah, well, they're, they're you know, they're the reason that you're not working. So <laughs> it's like they see, oh, they, they created a problem and now they pretend to look like they're going to fix it, you know. Yeah. And then people will praise them for that. And it's like it's annoying. <clears throat> yeah, I, I do like how Donald Trump is trying to out Yang, Andrew Yang, because now they're talking uh, about floating an idea of giving people two thousand dollars a month for like the next six months. Oh yeah, I saw that. I'm talking about that. It was like, oh, oh just print more money. Yeah, <laughs> Monty printer go burr. Yeah, so, so crazy. Yeah, I think that's like my favorite meme on on Twitter right now. Yeah, it was uh, it was so good. Rollo stuck it on a mug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a little NPC crying with red eyes. Money printer go burr. <laughs> so dumb, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, so you're just going to out-socialist the socialists now, and uh, this will secure your victory in November, if if you allow the elections to take place. Uh, I've also heard that little theory get floated around. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens, especially, I mean, even within, like, the libertarian stuff, I'm, like, I haven't heard anything about the convention being canceled or anything yet, but I don't think, you know... Um, yeah, there was a, uh, you know, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility with the way that things are going, especially since it's in Austin. And yeah. I've heard Austin's being pretty shitty about their rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's every day in Austin. So it's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never been there. So I don't, I just know what I've read. <laughs> it, 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 you know what? It's a, it's a cool little city. And, uh, but there's just like way too many dum-dums just running around and they're in control of things down there. <laughs> yeah. It was like the last time I was there. Yeah. The last time I was there, they had like these little, uh, you know, rent scooters and they're just all over the place and people just run them up on a curb and just stop and get off of them. 
<laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. We we've had those here too, um, and it's kind of annoying when people leave them everywhere. Uh, yeah, but I think they did. I don't know if they ever passed the. Uh, they were talking about like banning them from like downtown in certain areas. <laughs> I think they might have. I don't remember how that worked out, but I remember it being floated around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, let's bring in this thing because we'll like having people not in cars and getting around on scooters. Oh, yeah. they're being dickheads about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, I think Austin's pretty similar where it's, um, there's a pretty big traffic problem because the city just kind of wasn't made to hold the amount, the amount of people who were moving here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, traffic's pretty bad. And once one highway is backed up, every other one is because everyone leads, in, you know, like 40 leads into 65 and 440 and, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that gets, so, that can get pretty crazy pretty quick. Uh, Baton Rouge is in a uh, similar situation. There's a, you know, one, a couple of interstates that go into it and there's a couple of highways that go into it and most of those mm-hmm. cross bridges. So if any of one of those are out, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good luck. Good luck to you. Yeah. But as far as uh, people, you know, quarantining themselves here, I mean, you couldn't tell the difference other than people walking around with masks and gloves on. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, it just seems like business as usual around here. I mean, I was stuck in traffic, you know, a couple of days ago. I was like, what? <laughs> everyone's supposed to be at home. Why are you out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're probably asking yeah, the same thing of me. a lot of places here have gone to uh, work from home. And I know that's what I, I've done. I work in research. I'm not going to say where, but um, – we all got moved to work from home because we just work with data. And that's the one thing though. I hope that kind of sticks. I mean, I'm lucky that I still have a job. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but maybe more companies will realize that work from home is a possibility and yeah. probably would work out cheaper in the end. It's Cause you don't have to pay for the office space. Yeah. They, um, in my job, it's uh, civil design. So I'm able to do it from home as well. It not quite the same because I I still need, you know, a team. I have to go consult with another group. I have to, you know, talk with my design manager and everything, but all of that's being done through Microsoft teams. And you know, it's not the same thing because then I have to share a screen and, you know, normally you can just point to an 11 by 17 printout and say, no, we need this to go here. Let's mark this up this way. You know, and even markups for us has been kind of crazy. You know, it's all done through PDF and then, you know, it's like I'm used to like having an 11 by 17 printout in front of me that I can use a highlighter and check it done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now I've got to do all this through a PDF and it just takes twice the amount of time. So, but yeah, yeah it's got its pluses and minuses. I can, I can see now that the companies have, I was like, okay, well, yeah, we can do all this from, from the house. Yeah. And the employees are actually working. But with that, yeah. I've also seen stories of, you know, employers installing spyware on their company computers uh, to make sure that you're actually working as well. Oh, but, you know, this is well, in your crazy. house. Yeah. So a little yeah, bit just of imagine a, like if you're just walking around and you're not like technically on, but you te- you have your computer up yeah. for whatever reason. And it's like, oh, you're just seeing like everything I'm doing. That's weird. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's in your house. And I know yeah. people who are working from home, you know, they're not dressing themselves up. <laughs> Is like for me. Oh yeah, get, no. I think my I've been in like yoga pants pretty much <laughs> every day. <laughs> and that's not something you would ever wear to the, the office. First day I put on makeup in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, I was the same way. I was you know walking around in a you know a white t shirt and and uh, basketball shorts, and I'm just like I was like oh yeah, that was a good thing. I've got a little piece of tape over my webcam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people do that or put like a post it over it. Um, yeah. Over the camera. 
Yeah, when I got this uh, laptop from work, it already had a piece of an electrician's tape up there. I was like, oh, somebody already knew. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually got like a little piece of tape out and I was just going to put it over it. I was like, oh, somebody beat me to it. Hmm. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever it was. Smart move. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like that whole like Alexa and all that stuff. That's kind of it's like, what is that picking up? Who knows? I don't have one, but. Uh. Everything. It picks up everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have the perfect spot for an Alexa. It's in my drawer. Never been plugged in. <laughs> I think I turned it on <laughs> once to use it as a Bluetooth speaker, but that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, this is stupid. I could have just bought a Bluetooth speaker, but oh, well, it was a gift. <laughs> It'll just stay yeah. in the drawer. Well, you're not going to get it. It was free, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was free. I didn't buy it. It was like, okay, well, you know, this will just remain in a drawer because I don't need this listening to me. <laughs> That's why I do appreciate those memes of, uh, hey, wiretap, can cats eat pancakes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I like those ones. Those are really funny. Uh, um, yeah, those are always good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, now they got all those little in-home devices and I, I can only imagine the stuff that they're picking up right now with everybody at home. Drinking alcohol. Yeah, I mean, it's always creepy, too, like on your phone, even like I'll be I'll type somebody a message, whether it be like in the DMs or in a text. And then the next thing you know, it's like there's an ad on my Facebook for what I was talking about. Or like you're talking to somebody and then you're like, oh, wow, that's weird. Because then you get, you know, another ad. It's like what you were talking about. Like, that's really creepy. (laughs) Because that's happened to me multiple times. I'm like, oh, yeah, there. I could only imagine what everything else. Yeah, I almost wonder, because uh, we know that uh, during all this, like uh, domestic violence and, you know, the heavy alcoholism is just going to go through the roof. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like if the, nobody has anything else, to, nothing better to do than like typically some people will go to destructive behavior instead of yeah um, being productive and using the time to, I don't know, learn something or <laughs> read. <laughs> yeah, catch up on all that reading that you make that New Year's resolution for every year. <laughs> you know, actually quit smoking this time. You know, yeah, I, I never know. quite read uh, as much as I, I say I'm going to, but I do. Um, I enjoy it, but like, I definitely read less than I would like to. Yeah. So, gotta get into that. Um, yeah, I do like the audiobooks. Um, it, it, it's a little bit different. I, sometimes I, I think I actually comprehend a little bit better if I'm actually got a book in my hand. Yeah. Uh, scrolling through it rather than listening to it at 2x speed because I'm so ADHD that it's not funny. But uh. yeah, I'm not sure how I like I've listened to one book, an audiobook, and I was not crazy about it because I felt like I wasn't paying as much attention as I would if I was actually reading it. Right. Was that that little part so of I think I was missing says, like half of what was said. So it's like, <laughs> so I kind of want to go back and get the book and read the actual book now. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say that uh, the new write by Michael Malice, he actually made it entertaining on the audio portion. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he was doing all the voices himself and everything. So it was, yeah. it was, it was kind of funny. But that crazy. Was, <laughs> yeah. That, go, that goes without saying. Uh, but yeah, it was like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, at least for an audiobook, this was at least entertaining. Um, but then when you get through like uh, some of the Mises library, because uh, they had that same guy doing like all the audiobooks, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, God. 
I'm, I'm yeah, I see. Bored. I like when they the kind of personalize it, like the author's the one reading it, or somebody or somebody that means something to the author is the one reading it. Yeah. As opposed to just like some rando person that they pick for everything <laughs> that'll put you to sleep in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I was if I wasn't listening to this at two X and I like tried, I was like, all right, let's just put it at one and uh we'll check it out. And then of course it's like, oh no, this is just boring me to tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I know if I picked up like the 900 page uh, human action, I would probably be just as bored or confused. Maybe both. <laughs> That's a rough one to get through, I will say. Yeah. Human action. It's yeah. a good book, but it's a rough read. It's not <laughs> It's not for everybody. It's not super easy. And it's definitely not where I would – like if somebody wanted to read um, – you know, have libertarian wanted to read some libertarian books. That's not where I would start them. Like I would do that towards the end. Like once you have a solid grasp on other things. <laughs> yeah. And even then I would tell them, Hey, read this book choice first. Cause it's going to break it down. And then if you want to go yeah. into human action, then do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like man, economy and state are, is another one. You know, it's almost a thousand pages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Mises and all that, but it's like, you know, um, <laughs> he's a dense writer. <laughs> just (laughs) there's a lot of information and it's a lot to tackle um so yeah that's that's what those are proceed with caution (laughs) yeah it's like well here's this book and you know you slam it down on the desk (laughs) i was like just be aware this is going to take you months to get through um yeah and uh here's a dictionary because he's going to use some words in here even though he's not a native english speaker (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he probably knows more of the tough words than we do. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's one thing I do like to uh, upset people with when they say, well, now I got to call the call center and they're all in India. And I was like, well, they actually speak really good English. You're just having a hard time with their yeah. accent. <laughs> but yeah, as far as like grammar and syntax go, they probably speak better English than you do. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, most other countries, um, they learn it as they're growing up. You know, like we don't in America, it's like if you grow up in, um, you know, a multilingual household, then sure, you might learn another another language. But for the most part, everybody, we just learn English (laughs) until like maybe in high school you take like a language. But by that point, it's like your best. I mean, not that you can't learn after you're a kid, but the best time to learn is as you're growing up. Um, And they do that in a lot of other countries when they uh, teach their kids, which we don't do here typically unless you opt for that. Yeah, unless you're doing some kind of special program, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as little kids uh, having you know skulls full of mushy goo that uh, acts like a sponge, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my little three year old will pick up stuff that I, I don't even like conscious realizing that I'm saying or doing, and then she'll just repeat it back. I was like, "What does that mean?" I was like, "No, oh, it's like no, 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 no." <laughs> yeah, we don't say well, the that. The best is when company. they repeat back something that they're not supposed to say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like what? <laughs> of course you picked that word up. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. She, she will tell on her 11 year old brother all the time. Cause uh, he'll sit there and play Fortnite and he cusses while he does it. And I don't really try to make a big thing out of it. Cause then it'll just, you know, make him do it more. Uh, but she'll come in. She's just like, well, why did he come in there and say fucking? I was like, okay, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to say something now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there you go there. I was like, Hey buddy, calm it down. Yeah. Uh, also, got, like kids pick up a lot more than I think most people give them credit for. Oh yeah. Um, in yeah, their yeah. surroundings and what's going on. Yeah, they're very smart. Um, I'm right now. I'm doing uh, Duolingo, and I have uh, several languages that I'm trying to learn at the same time. 
mm-hmm. so Spanish, German, Russian, and Arabic. And uh, Ooh, Arabic's a tough one. Uh, From what it, I've heard, I'm, I don't speak it. Yeah, it's a uh, kind of a simple language because you can say an entire sentence. Oh, with, is it? Yeah, with just like uh, three or four words, and you're like, "It's like okay, all right." Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, my my daughter will sit there because you know, they kind of make it a game almost on the uh, on the app, and so she likes it when the uh, little characters dance and stuff when you get it right. <laughs> and so she's picked up a lot of Spanish words. And, uh, of course the daycare center that she goes to, uh, there's a Spanish speaker there. And so she's yeah. been teaching her Spanish on the side too. So at least you can count to 10 in Spanish and she knows some of the colors. Well, that's a big one with the yeah. way that, like the demographics of like the country are going. Um, yeah. To speak, be able to speak Spanish. Um, yeah, I, I know a little bit of it. I need to get back on <laughs> learning it again. Um, I used to speak it okay but then the other thing is to having somebody to speak it with like you said she has a teacher who is Spanish speaking so um because if you can't really practice with it then you might not be picking up all like the nuances of being able to hold a conversation with somebody when you go to another country and then also like with slang words and that type of thing I mean just look at English where it's like with Britain um and here just the different they're both we both speak English but there are different words that mean different things oh yeah (laughs) In both places. So, yeah. Uh, so a lot of nuance. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. And then every little part of the United States, there's different stuff that goes on. Uh, you can even just talk to people about, all right, what do you call a Coca-Cola? And then all around the country, it's called different things. You know, and here in Louisiana, it's, you know, it's Coke. And then you specify what kind of Coke you're talking about. Uh, and then there are some places you go to and they ask you what kind of cold drink you want. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. There was, a, um, that was kind of a weird thing when I first moved to Tennessee, because I'm from New Jersey originally. Um, and they, a lot of people will say Coke here too. And yeah. I'm like, oh, except for like, I have some friends from the Midwest who say pop. Yeah. Um, I say soda. Yeah. I, it kind of drives me a little insane when people say Coke and then they say which kind. <laughs> yeah. Coke and then you specify. <laughs> but the other thing is too, like, I know I'm from South Jersey um, and we call sprinkles Jimmy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I tweeted about this and people thought I was really weird. Um, <laughs> and, but there are other, barking, sorry. Um, there are other places where the Jimmy's are only the chocolate ones. Hang on one second. Let me go tell them to stop barking. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Oh boy. FedEx guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the FedEx. And now she won't stop because she has to get the last word in. Yeah. It's just like me. <laughs> you don't stop. Yeah. Dogs take after their masters. Stop it. Oh. She's going to get lower now. Maybe. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully oh. it's not too annoying. Stop it. She was quiet all morning, so of course she has to do this right now. Yeah. That's okay. One of my episodes uh, with uh, Rollo, uh, my little poodle decided she was just going to bark at nothing. 
about halfway through the episode and then keep it up for a good 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like hard to get her to stop. And then she just like grumbles and gets lower. Yeah. <laughs> but she still, she'll still go. <laughs> yeah. I also have a uh, black mouth cur and they're just known for their uh, growl- deep growling and barking. Uh, so there's, yeah. there's times where she will just sit up on the back of the couch, look out the window. And if there is like something moving, you know, down the street, that's a, a good quarter mile away, you know, you'll just hear it go. And then she'll yeah. just, and if they're getting closer, it starts for the little roof, roof, roof. And then all of a sudden it's loud barking. Yeah. Well, here it's like the, uh, I live in an apartment, so I don't, um, you know, live in a house, but the uh, floors are like really thin. Yeah. So, like you can hear the person above you. Like if they drop something, I like, oh, yeah. hear it and she'll immediately just start barking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just the person upstairs. Stop it. <laughs> like I only, I could only imagine what the person below me said, uh, hears with her, you know, <laughs> <laughs> walking around. Yeah. Running back but, and yeah, forth. Great Dane, yeah. so oh, Great Dane. Even, bark. even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Great Danes. They're just big, giant goofballs. Yeah. Oh, she's a big baby. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. I, I love, they've always been my favorite type of dog. Um, so she's great. They, like, they think they're lap dogs. Yeah. Yes. 120 yes, pound do. lap dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, father-in-law, he runs a uh, veterinary clinic and I've gone down there to help him uh, a few times. And uh, there was one great Dane who just came in while I was checking out a customer. And she just, she just got up and like put her paws like right across my lap. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know you, dog. Why are you here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll just like sit on your lap. She'll sit on the couch. People always get a kick out of like when she um, sits on the couch, but her paws will be on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a Doberman Pinscher. Like, long- that's just a great day. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, they are. yeah. We had a Doberman Pinscher a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, there she goes again. <laughs> there she goes again. Stop it. Shh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it, Gina. She's Louise. <laughs> well, she's just gonna grumble. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna grumble. <laughs> she was so good the last two times I did, <laughs> did the podcast. So I guess she's getting it all out this time. <laughs> yeah, she heard you were talking to a redhead, and then that was it. Can't have that. <laughs> Can't yeah, let's talk to that ginger. The same time. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crazy. Mine's fake though. So anyway. <laughs> oh, you're a bottle red. Yeah, my hair is naturally dark brown, but um, I've it started going gray at like 18. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one meme going around that was showing like a whole bunch of bad haircuts, and uh, one of them was called RoboCop, and I was like, yeah, I'm RoboCop right now. You know, thanks to genetics, not because I had a mishap with the Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. There was um, a video somebody sent me on Instagram. I think it was like Kimberly Williams Paisley or whatever, Brad Paisley's wife. Uh-huh. And she was doing like box dye because, you know, now everybody who's gone to the salon kind of has to do stuff from home unless you know somebody um, who will come and do it for you. I'm like, well, thank God I've always done my hair color. So I have no problem. But it was kind of funny, like the way that she was doing it. And it came out really not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not going to be good, especially if it's a celebrity's uh, wife. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the shareholders yeah, of, of uh, Garnier. Like, home haircuts and coloring and all that stuff. <laughs> and nails are another big thing for the ladies. I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, complaints about the uh, not being able to go to the to the manicurist. Yeah. Uh, 
Is that is that the proper name for him? Manicurist? Hmm. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> the nail lady? I'm the- not sure. I guess it's, it would be... Well, are they included in cosmetology? And I think an esthetician is the skin stuff. Yeah. Whatever. He still, need, he still need a license for it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. According to the government, you need a license to it, you know, to protect the customer. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I live in Louisiana. We, we have to have a license for a florist. You know. Oh, hang on one second. Oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> Another one. Oh no. Knock on the door. <laughs> Juno, stop, please. Oy vey. <laughs> it's like I'm not even Jewish, but oy vey. Yeah, I'm not Jewish either. I just I've always said that. that. I don't know why. That's a great... I can't even remember where I picked it up from, but <laughs> South Jersey, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Cherry Hill. There's a lot of Jewish people there. No, my other I'm not uh, far from there. I grew up. Yeah, my other favorite uh, uh, Yiddish phrase is uh, "oigavolt." <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, good people look at you as like you're one of the chosen. I was like, no, it's just a fun phrase to say. Come on. Yeah, I just like saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> that and it, <laughs> that and it rustles the jimmies of the white nationalists. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always a good one. I was like, oh, white nationalism. It's like, uh, yeah, guys, uh, you know, I'm a quarter Sicilian. You know, up until the, up until here recently, we weren't even considered white. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, um, I come, my background, my family background was like Irish and German. And it's like, if you were, you know, in the 1800s, I wouldn't have been considered white. Yeah. Because <laughs> of that Irish part. <laughs> I mean, you had all those, no Irish need apply signs, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and that, that's one of the things that, like, I do. Like, I'm not totally into postmodernism, but that's one that's like, yeah. I mean, race is kind of a social construct. I get that. Yeah, it's kind of silly. It changes and it evolves over time. Yeah, that's why it's silly. And then, what the popular opinion is. But. Yeah, and then you have to call out the people who you know are so woke that their brains fell out of their heads. And I was like, well, you know, white cisgender. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about, white? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys telling us that race is a construct in one ma- one side of your mouth and then the next side of your mouth, you know, white devil and comes out of the other one. Yeah. I mean, if it's a social, social construct. Yeah. Pick one, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm a quarter Scottish and a quarter Sicilian. I, to you, half of me is not, uh, you know, they weren't even considered white people up until, you know, recently. So what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, not to mention just to the collectivization of, of a group of people anyway. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculously stupid because not everybody, I mean, even if you are, you know, considered white or whatnot, um, you know, not everybody's the same. Yeah. And that's uh, just as bad as anybody collectivizing, you know, like uh, Hispanic people or, you know, black people or whatever. It's like, it's all dumb. Yeah. People are individuals and they act, they don't act according to, you know, necessarily what color your skin is. It's so stupid. I think anyway. <laughs> yeah. As if the melanin content of my skin, uh, you know, completely dictates how I ha- act and behave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so dumb. There's not even a race gene, but you, you can't even get that past on people. 
Yeah. Well, it was uh, uh, yesterday, I think I saw on Twitter, there, there was um, somebody who asked about female libertarians and people were just tagging people because apparently they were, I guess, in an argument with somebody. And um, that's a really common misconception, I think, is that all libertarians are these white dudes. <laughs> and that's the, those are the only people it's like, okay. So like Eric July and Maj Ture don't exist. Larry Sharp doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, in, and there are a bunch of women too. You just might not see them, but um, yeah. I always find that to be an interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I like to uh, pull out a couple of the pictures from the uh, 2018 uh, national convention. I was like, okay, uh, here are several black people. Here are a couple of Hispanic people. Here's some uh, Asians. Uh, and notice, Females all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And not just like old ones. And it's not all um, like people who are married to some. Cause I, when I first went to like an LP thing here, um, there were a couple who were like married to, you know, the dude who was a libertarian. So they kind of became one. Um, right. But it's not just that. Like I see all over, you know, Facebook and that type of thing. People I'm friends with who are younger too, younger women who are, you know, dating or whatever. Um, who are the libertarians. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple like that over here in uh, Baton Rouge. Like the, uh, the wife is the uh, libertarian and the husband's still like the neocon Republican type, but you know, he yeah. kind of <laughs> understands the arguments a little bit. It's kind of getting there, but who's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, some ten- people need to take it slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's, it gets really fun when they uh, start, you know, collectivizing the the group think there it was like oh yeah it's just a bunch of you know rich white dudes who don't want to pay taxes and they want to smoke joints on the weekends and it's like no and you want poor people to die oh yes yes we want poor people (laughs) old people to die uh and we want their children to go to factories Uh, that was the other one yeah yeah gotta bring back the child labor (laughs) yeah it's like well i mean child labor it's one of those things that's like if you didn't send your kid off to work, like if they weren't working, the whole family wasn't working, you, you weren't eating. They were. Would you rather them dead? You know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. They just get child labor of a different variety. Uh, you know, see a whole bunch yeah. of Indian headlines where you know little girls like are eight years old and a prostitute because the family's got to eat. That's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one really creeps me out. I'm like, I, I don't know. I was like, yeah, it, the idea of poverty here in the United States is you know a flat screen color TV. Shoes on everybody's feet, you know, at least two cars in the driveway. And most of them probably have like a thousand dollar phone in their pocket. Right. (laughs) Food all up in that refrigerator. And it's just different. And then you go to the Honduras where you actually see poverty. Yeah. That's a completely different thing. I was like, no, you're poor here in the United States, which is vastly better than anywhere else in the world. Oh, yeah. If you want to pick a place to be poor here... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, Here's our poor people are fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Obesity is a big issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obesity is a problem with poor people. And it was like, yeah. Well, you know, they just can't get good food. And I was like, oh, you know, you know, juxtapose that with Africa where those kids are dead because there was no food of any kind. Yeah. Good or otherwise. Well, yeah. And I just, what was it like within the past six months or whatever? I, read something about how some places they have um you know how like supermarkets have like certain requirements where they have to get rid of their food like they have places that will go and get that food that's actually really good food yeah um and then they'll have it for free and people can just come and pick it up but the grocery store is not allowed to keep it in there they have to get rid of it because they have like i guess some sort of mandate or something i don't know what it specifically is but um yeah i thought that was interesting 
Yeah, that was one of the big takeaways from that Tiger King documentary on uh, Netflix was the Walmart truck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like some people were like what, watching that scene. It was like, wait, what do you mean if I bring food back to Walmart, they can't restock it on the shelves? It was like, yeah, they, they can't put it back on the shelves because it's left the store, the, the controls of the store. Yeah. So it's got to go somewhere. So they'll sell it to that guy so he can feed it to a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and it's perfectly good food. It's yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you can so still eat it. You know. That's the crazy part. It's like you're taking perfectly good food and throwing it out, but um, yeah. But at least it's nice to see that there are some places who are making uh, a good thing out of it. Yeah. And, uh, what was it? The owner of Trader Joe's wanted to start that uh, supermarket chain where they got like stuff that maybe a couple of days close to it, uh, expiration or just after it, and then he couldn't get like you know legal permits because we know the government's got to screw everything up. So yeah, it's so ridiculous. I was like, okay, you're going to offer food, you know, at a, you know, a considerable markdown to make it cheaper for everybody to get. But no, we can't have that. Think of the children. (laughs) It's always that argument, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's, what's going to happen? What literally is going to happen if they're eating good food? You know, like better than the McDonald's that you're probably shoving down your kid's throat. Yeah. uh, Tons better, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and even with the uh, you know the government mandate, like with all the crap that's in there, and then you're going to complain about like somebody wanting to uh, you know do that. It's there's so many chemicals and and preservatives and crap that people ingest on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. I'm the no sugar, no grains guy. Um, <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so yeah, I can uh, I can get up on a pest uh, on my uh, little bully pulpit about that one. But yeah, that that gets funny, you know. That, and even with the uh, the government mandated expiration dates, I've bought food that has you know technically not expired yet. That was bad, you know. Yeah, I mean the expiration date isn't a guarantee. Yeah. And then there's also stuff that like you can get it and then it's fine. It's still fine after the expiration date. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, yeah. I've had it, it both depends. ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we go through a lot of milk here for the little three-year-old and, you know, there's been times where I've opened up a, a fresh thing and, and expiration dates in like a week and you smell it and it's like, Oh, nope, this one didn't get refrigerated. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get some, it's like five days after the expiration date, still good. You know, it doesn't smell like yeah. cheese yet. So it's pretty crazy. Well, that's the worst though. It's like when, it, when milk sour, oh, that smell. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I know. And uh, actually, the- I've never accidentally chugged it and been like, oh, that's gross. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of people doing that too, where it's like they take a swig and it's like, oh, ugh. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> No, my personal favorite is if the uh, the wife forgets like one of the milk cups in the back of the car and it's been sitting in there a couple of days. Oh, that's oh a nice gosh. one to clean. <laughs> oh, my mom, um, back when she had, she used to have a Ford Explorer. This was a long time ago. I was like a teenager or so, and I'm like 35 now, so. It was a while ago. <laughs> um, she had milk spill in the back of her uh, Explorer. Oh, and no. could never, and no matter how hard she tried, when nope. it, it was hot outside, you could still smell that. She doesn't have the car anymore, but when she did, like, you could still smell the, the <laughs> sour milk in the back of there. It was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you practically got to take a steam cleaner to it just to make sure you get yeah. all of it. And even then, <laughs> you'll still swear that you can smell it. Just from PTSD alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially in the summer, like when it was hot, it was that would that would really bring that smell out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so crazy. That's a, that's the other thing people don't realize, and that was in uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It, even up north, like the summers there get 
pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, um, living in Nashville now compared to New Jersey, I would say we have shorter winters here, um, yeah. but and longer falls and and springs. But I mean, weather wise, we see pretty much the same thing um, as New Jersey does a lot of times. Just sometimes, like if we get rain, it might be snow out there. Yeah. Um, we get less snow here, but I mean, you still get cold. It can still be like 19 degrees outside in the winter and it will still get, get to like, you know, a hundred in both places. Yeah. Um, although I will say the difference is the humidity yeah. here. You walk outside and you're sweating. <laughs> it's really gross. <laughs> the humidity is not as bad in my opinion in New Jersey as it is here in Nashville or middle Tennessee, I should say. Yeah. It's pretty uh, it, it gets pretty crazy. And also like the winters down here, it's a different kind of cold <laughs> and to par- partially because of that humidity level. Cause it could still be high and still cold at the same time. So then it just feels like it sticks to you. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I find that like, I used to complain all the time about New Jersey drivers and then I moved to Nashville. Oh, they yeah. are way worse. None <laughs> of them know how to drive in the snow. No. None of them know how to drive in ice. <laughs> They barely even like, know how to drive Jersey in the rain. Bad, but this is like way worse. <laughs> and then the two, like the schools will close here for it just being too cold. Yeah. It's like, well, it's too cold. To send I thought to was school. really bizarre. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Then you, go, you had to at least have the threat of snow. But here it's like, no, it's cold. <laughs> You're not going to school today. Yeah. Which is whatever, because I hate public schools anyway. But, yeah. yeah, even going through public school down here in Louisiana, it's just like summertime, it can get up to like 115 with 100% humidity. <laughs> And the yeah. schools don't have like the greatest AC in the world. I was like, okay, so you shut it well, down. Do they go like all, do they go through June? Cause I know here we start in August, I think it is. And then they go through May. Yeah. Same thing with the, the farmer schedule, you know, everyone's going to get off in uh, May and then come back in August or September. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it gets pretty funny. It's like, okay, so there was a, a threat of freezing rain one night. So you closed down the school, but you know, during the summertime, when it's 103 just deal with it yeah it's like, oh you can sit in the <laughs> yeah. class and you can sweat oh okay yeah. well we used to like when i went to school i went to public school in new jersey and we would go from september till june and it was typically like the middle of june but then um if we had to close they would add it at the end of the year so half the time we ended up going to like close to the end of june yeah because we had so many snow days yeah, I, I do kind of miss uh, Nevada public schools because we had a rotating schedule. So you were in for six weeks off for a week. Uh, then you would do another six weeks off for a week. And then the summertime, you got nine weeks off and then that was it. But you were there year round. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard like there are a lot of people who really dig that uh, whole schedule, too, because it's easier to retain. Because a lot of times what happens is, um, or at least from my experience in teaching, you, you know, when you have the whole summer off, you spend the first few weeks just getting them back to where they were in June, you know, like whatever they were learning, you have to reteach it to them because they've had three months off and and all of that. So. Yeah. Three months off of kids going, you know, I'm not in school anymore. I'm not going to retain any of it. Uh, Cause (laughs) who could blame them? Yeah, well, I saw like there are a lot of places here with the coronavirus stuff. Um, like I know in Tennessee, they're just off the rest of the year. They they've already announced that that they're not, you know, the kids aren't going back to school. Um, and there was some dude I can't remember who it was, maybe a journalist or some idiot, 
who was just like, well, I mean, if kids aren't learning stuff from, you know, schools or whatnot, maybe everybody should repeat next year. I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> it's like, first of all, we're towards the end of the year. Second of all, are you basically saying that parents can't teach their kids? Like, is that what you're alluding to? I don't know. But yeah, it's like, it doesn't mean they're going to lose everything. Um, yeah, that's been... And in a lot of places too, I've seen they're doing like online classes. Yeah, yeah my son's like doing that. Kind of repeat an entire year for two months or whatever. That's stupid. Yeah, my son's doing online because uh, they, yeah, you know, he goes to a private school, so they gave everyone a little uh, Google Chrome uh, laptop so that they can do their oh, uh, nice. Zoom classroom, yeah. and they only they're only doing it for half a day, and then they've yeah. got some offline stuff to do, and then that's it. So, and yeah. <laughs> I, and I think the one of the positives about this whole thing about everyone being at home is parents are seeing that the homeschooling isn't as scary as the media has made it out to be. Yeah. You know, their kids are still getting socialized, you know, because now they're, you know, having to find That's always the biggest criticism, right? Yeah. How are you going to socialize your children? I was like, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe don't send them to a yeah, public you prison. Yeah, take them outside. <laughs> yeah. You take them outside and let them go play in a playground until Karen goes sets fire to it. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> marshmallows and get cancer. I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they'll learn not to uh, toast their marshmallows on a on trash fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that's maybe one of the positive effects. This is just seeing um, that things like homeschooling or whatnot, and even if people don't necessarily like, like I've seen like homeschooling. Um, I don't know what it's called, but like a couple people will get together, and the, like one person, like one parent, will like teach you know, a couple kids from different families. Like, even if it's not an option for you to personally homeschool your kid that, you know, you could also do something like that. Yeah. Um, it's the, the homeschool homeschooling is a really fun thing. All that, you know, yeah. The homeschool know. Hopefully people will be more open to the idea. Yeah. The, the homeschool co-op is out of public schools. Yeah. as an idea where you've had, you know, people in a neighborhood and, you know, you've got, all right, well this, this week you're going over to Miss Anderson's house and then next week you're going to go over to, uh, Miss McPherson's house and y'all are going to learn, you know, basically the same thing, but we're taking turns basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and I think things like that do also make it, you know, more doable uh, for the everyday family because a lot of people, I mean, what, you know, mom and dad typically work at a visa. Yeah. Stay at home mom or stay at home dad. Yeah. Thanks federal reserve for debasing our money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Boom bus cycles. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I do like pointing that one out. I was like, well, you know, the wife wouldn't have to work if the Federal Reserve didn't exist because then the dollar yeah. would be worth more. And Thanks, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> Amongst other things. Yet another thing that he can get fucked about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had to explain that one to a lefty progressive friend of mine. I was like, I was like, well, who do you think is the worst president in history? I was like, oh, without a doubt, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln, maybe just because he started a war to... <laughs> Just for his own good, you know. But yeah, uh, well, see, that's one that like even libertarians have a hard time with when you talk about um, Abraham Lincoln and, and and the Civil War, and um, if you even suggest that it didn't start over slavery, it actually started over states' rights. People get really pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> like I even saw a libertarian I follow on Twitter who was making the argument that that's not correct. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, whatever. I'm not getting into that. But <laughs> I was like, sorry. Uh, like Lincoln was actually a tyrant. He wasn't as good as everybody thinks he is. And then Woodrow Wilson, a lot of his uh, policies, the impact that it had, and the fact that you know eventually he, 
his dealings with Germany is what primed Hitler's rise to power. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's another thing that people have a hard time dealing with. Um, yeah. So I would recommend if that, if you haven't read the book 1917, that's a good, really good read. Yeah. Um, that kind of talks a little bit about that. Yeah. The uh, professor uh, CJ did a pretty good, like multi-part series on, on Wilson. You know, he was, you know, basically this nerd and uh, <laughs> he, you know, if if your pastime was writing a constitutional charter for your, uh, you know, baseball league, this, yeah, this is not the type of person you want in charge of anything. <laughs> no, and then too, like I love so the Dangerous History Podcast. Like he's he's great. I love I love his voice. I love listening to him. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but he also like Woodrow Wilson was kind of a creeper. <laughs> it seemed like like with women. <laughs> Was he like upset? I think he was talking about like how he was. Like, I think it was like a cousin or something he was obsessed with. Yeah, he was obsessed um, with his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ugh. He just had creeper written all over him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Changed his name to his cousin's name, you know, to be even because yeah. his first name is what actually a Thomas. Weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call myself Woodrow from now on. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that was a great series though that he did on him. Very in depth. Yeah, I don't even think he's finished with it. If you it. don't like reading, that's a good thing to go back to and listen to that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't even think he's done with it. I think he's got a couple parts more to go. But uh Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's like I blame Wilson for everything. All of the evils that have plagued modern yeah. society is you can squarely land it at his feet. A lot of it started with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, World War One wouldn't have happened and you know, without US involvement in World War One, we probably wouldn't have gotten an Adolf Hitler. Uh, well, not to mention the the reparations that were in the treaty. Um, yeah, was crippling to the you know German economy. So yeah, so yeah, so it, that made you know the, their downfall and their depression. And then you know whenever you have a depression or what whatnot, it always primes. You know, yeah, gotta have the strong the possibility man. of somebody worse coming yeah. along saying, "Hey, I can fix your problems." Yeah, gotta have the strong <laughs> man. We all gotta rally behind the strong man because he's gonna fix it. Yeah, and uh, you <laughs> see that today all over South America. You know, yeah. got to rally behind the strong man. He's going to fix it. <laughs> uh, started seeing that uh, even in 2016 with Donald Trump because he was yeah. uh, envisioned to be the strong man. I was like, no, that's LBJ with a bad spray tan. Come on, folks. Learn a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, Allie Jill, yeah, do, you, do, you, do you have any uh, plugs to drop on us? Um, so I'll, I'll just say you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Allie Jill Tennessee. So it's A-L-I-J-I-L-L-T-N. Um, so if you want to go follow me there. Yep. That'd be great. That's a great follow. And guess what guys? Not catfishing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not catfishing. Don't listen to that Dutch retard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are in fact a real female human being. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week, guys. Uh, thank you for joining in. Uh, please, by all means, go over there and follow Allie Jill on all those uh, social medias that she dropped. Uh, those links will be down in the show notes, of course. And until next week, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Rebel with the Cause. Out. Out.